I think when you truly sit with an analytical approach to your time, even if it feels a little bit, mind the pun, time consuming at the beginning, I promise you, you will have more time than you think. You need to get clear on what you want to spend that additional time on and be open to adjusting it as your life moves forward, changes, or just comes across hurdles. Test and try new things to ground you and be very critical and aware of how time spent doing things or being with people even makes you feel because you deserve nothing less than to reclaim your time and spend it how you like. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome to another episode of The Balance Theory podcast. This week, I want to share what I believe is the biggest barrier a lot of us have in achieving balance, and that is time. How many of you constantly feel like you don't have enough time? And want more of it or maybe it's a guilty feeling of how you've spent it or not i personally know this feeling all too well and i know how debilitating it can feel in our quest to find time for self-care or things we love in the face of feeling like you don't have enough time so today i'm going to use this episode to share five easy tips on how you can make more time for the things you love and you can kiss that guilt and feeling of being time poor goodbye I'm so excited to share these because when I implemented them into my own life, it was honestly a monumental shift in my schedule, how I viewed and respected my time. I think that's a huge part of it and most importantly, protected it and made sure that I prioritized how I truly wanted to be spending it. Just before we dive in, I want to shout out those of you who have taken the time to leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you've been loving this weekly content and have a minute to jump over and leave us a review and rating, it would honestly mean the absolute world to me. Speaking of, I just wanted to share a really quick review, which was gorgeous to read. And that's from Michelle. Can't stop, won't stop. We love that. (laughs) The Balance Theory podcasts have been a major part of my self-care routine. Erica has such good energy and insight. I love the variety of guests and the diversity of topics. Thank you and keep up the amazing work. Looking forward to what's yet to come. So thank you so much to Michelle and everybody else who has taken time to do so. And I'm super grateful for anyone who takes the time out of their day to leave us one. Let's get into the bones of today's topic, how to make more time for what you love. Now, if you're sitting there thinking this sounds good in theory, but in practice, I literally do not have any spare time, then this episode is going to revolutionize your routine. The first tip is to break down the hours of your week. So from Monday through to Sunday, we have exactly 168 hours. Let's allocate, I'm going to be generous with these allocations. So let's allocate eight hours a day to sleep. That leaves us with 112 hours. Say you work a nine to five job that leaves us within 74 hours. Let's allow maybe two hours a day of commuting to and from and getting ready to work. That leaves us with 64 hours. Let's allow another three hours a day to eating, showering and kind of that personal daily hygiene type things that you do every single day. Maybe another hour a day for exercise as well. We'll just include Sundays. So an hour every day of the week, just to be generous. That leaves us with 36 hours or just over five hours a day. When you think about it, we've got 38 hours is full-time work hours. That's almost a full-time job. Obviously for you, this might be slightly more or less if you have like varying commute times, work hours, etc. but you get where I'm going with this. We're trying to break down the hours of our week to work out how much spare time we've actually got. And then the real question is, how are you currently filling that time? So if you don't know, and this exercise has sort of opened your mind up a bit in terms of practically looking at your time, then I want you to do something this week. Keep a log every single day of how you spend your time. Pre-warning, especially if you're scratching your head at the moment, wondering how the hell you could be 
spending so much of this time and not really knowing where it's going, it may be a little bit confronting when you do this. So you might find you're aimlessly procrastinating on social media or maybe you're binge watching TV without really accounting for it as time in your mind, etc. So I also want to use this opportunity to say something else. There is nothing inherently wrong with either of those activities if, and this is the absolute key, if that is how you want to be spending your time. But let me ask you something. If you're somebody sitting here who's wishing they had more time to maybe pick up a new hobby, spend more time with loved ones, make more time for yourself, then this exercise is going to help you really pay attention to how you're currently spending or using that free time. Even if just by hearing this episode now at this moment, you can just guesstimate how much time you would have left over. I want you to log it for a week anyway. It'll be really interesting because if you know you'll be logging your time, you may actually already bring like a renewed intention or awareness to what you're doing because you're knowing that you're going to be making a note of it or kind of keeping track of it. So do it for seven days and get a real proper picture just to know how much free time or space you have to actually fill. And then we can work with the remainder of the four tips. So this is really the first most important point. Now, we'll also say this. If by some chance you're somebody who does this exercise and literally you have no time left at all, like zero time in your week, and it's filled with things that at the moment mean you have no free time, you can still work through the remainder of the tips because it's going to really help you reshift and critically look at how you are spending your time. So it's still worth doing and don't be disheartened if you don't have upwards close to 36 hours free. Obviously, everyone's going to look completely different, but this first step is all about getting clear on how much spare time we've actually got to work with. All right, the second tip is getting clear on your priorities. Now, we're going to break down our priorities into two lists. One are going to be non-negotiables and the other one are going to be wants. So let's start with the non-negotiables. This could be, well, I might just rattle off some of my personal non-negotiables. 10 minutes of daily meditation, an hour of meal prepping on a Sunday, 20 minutes of reading every night, spending at least one full evening of quality time with my partner twice a week, etc. You really need to have a think about what is non-negotiable for your balance and for your routine. Now, remember, these are not things you really want to be doing. These are things you feel like you absolutely need in your week. And when I say you absolutely need, it's the things that you need to feel grounded on a weekly basis. And so this exercise not only asks you to identify what those things are, but how much time do you need to allocate to make sure that those things are fulfilled or satisfied in your week? Now, that's the first column. The second column are priorities that are more like wants. So these are things that you may not necessarily need, but would really love to fit into your routine. So maybe that's an extra night with the girls or an additional gym class or more of something that's a non-negotiable. So if you can only fit in 10 minutes of meditation, maybe you want to up that to 20 minutes. And so whilst that's currently not a non-negotiable, it's something you'd really like to do. More time with your pet. I don't know. Think of anything that you'd love to fit into your week that presently you're really struggling to squeeze in that you feel like is more of a want than a non-negotiable. And when you're writing this desire or want list, I want you to try and write it in, in order of priority. So put like the thing you want to squeeze in more of the most down to the least, because then when we're really looking at the hours in our week, we'll have a clear picture of how much free time we've got. And we can start with the list from most important to least important. P.S. Make sure when we are doing this, we are carving out time for ourselves to the point of getting clear on how much time we've got and what our priorities are is not so that we can pump and squeeze every single minute of the day. It's so that we can 
open our mind to the time that we do have and and I guess becoming more aware of how we've been choosing to spend it. So let this be in the back of your mind, this concept of carving out time for yourself as we're ciphering through our hours and our priorities as well. Just notice if that's a non-negotiable for you or something you would like more of or maybe it's both. Okay, the third tip goes hand in hand with the first two and it's something that a lot of you may have heard before if you've listened to episodes and that's called time blocking. And by the way, I would absolutely suggest that you do these tips in order of how we've been going through them today. Um, I've spoken about time blocking many times on the podcast before, but just to give everyone a really, really quick refresher, it's essentially where you map out your day with every minute or hour to hour and make an intention or agenda for that time. By doing this, you're actually freeing up your mental space and ensuring that everything you want to achieve in that day has a spot and has a place to get done. And yes, I'm talking personal, social, professional, self things, everything that counts as like self-care as much as it is work and productive, it counts to be included in your time blocking. So here's the thing, you won't actually be able to time block until you've done and gotten clear on your priority list. Because if we start at time blocking, you won't have that clarity on the things you actually want or need to fill in your time. And when you get to that stage and you may just have like a gap of time at the end of doing something, you may just end up defaulting to a bad habit or a procrastination type activity that is not really aligned with how you truly want to be spending your time. So please, please do not skip the priority list. When you're clear on how much time you have and how you would like or need to fill it, then you can map out your days and weeks through time blocking. This might feel a little bit robotic at first, the first few times you do it. I don't know if you guys have sort of tried or experimented with time blocking, but it definitely felt a little bit strange the first few days that I did it. And remember, this is not necessarily something you have to do for the long term. It's more a short term thing to help you really manage your time and and kind of reclaim it and be in control of it. Although full disclaimer, I still use time blocking on my work days just so I stay on task. But you don't need to do this for long term if it does feel uncomfortable. But I would say it's necessary in this beginning phase, especially if you're trying to break old habits or like really regular distractions. There's another reason mapping out and doing your time blocking is super important. And that's also really relevant to the next tip, which is all about reflecting on a weekly basis. So tip four is all about reflecting and refining. Say you've analyzed your 168 hours and then you make your priority list with the knowledge of how much time you have. You then time block for the first week and get to the end of that first week and feel completely exhausted. Then we need to really reassess how we've spent and allocated our time. Maybe it's that we've stacked too much on in the week thinking it would fill our cup, but really it overwhelmed us. Or maybe you get to the end of a week and feel fantastic and want to shift around some priorities from your want list and try some others out or stack more on. You can absolutely experiment with your time. No two weeks are going to be the same and I would really, really encourage you to keep a log of your weeks because say you have like a really unexpected busy week at work. It always happens at the most inconvenient time when you have the most personal things on your agenda and that honestly might mean by Wednesday night you're just ready for the weekend. You're looking for the next holiday and Really, that's a sign that you need to look at the rest of your week and take things off the schedule. Remove some time blocks that you've put in and give yourself space. So because you will already have that knowledge and awareness of what your non-negotiables are and what your wants are, you'll be able to look at the calendar. And so when you're taking things off the week to free up your time, you're not removing things that are non-negotiables. We start with things that are wants. 
Now, this is really important because remember I said non-negotiables are things that help you feel grounded. So if you're not clear on what's a non-negotiable and really has to feature in your week versus what's a want and kind of like a bonus, that's how I look at them, then you may end up removing things that are non-negotiables, packing your week with things that are wants and then feeling completely scrambled by the end of the week. So this is why it's so important to distinguish between what's a non-negotiable and what is a want, because as you need to free up your time or as things pop up and you do need to take off out of your time blocking periods, you won't compromise on the things that you need to be doing and you can allocate and shift your time appropriately without feeling like you're missing out on the things that, you know, really complete you. And this is a really strong foundation to feeling balanced. Notice how it's not about never feeling stressed or never feeling overwhelmed but rather your ability to decide when certain things need to be taken off your week or time and when other things need to be prioritized. On this note, it would actually be really useful to have like a third list of things you enjoy doing to switch off or relax. So let's call it a sub-in list. Things you can turn to or schedule in when you feel like you need to up your self-care or relaxation so that again, you aren't just freeing up space with no agenda and then potentially falling into those bad habits or doing something that's not conducive to what you need. So what I would recommend is maybe making like a sub in list where you can turn to this list to add in or sub in a particular activity when you feel like you're a bit overwhelmed or you need to just take things off your schedule. So you can actually like try a range of activities that you haven't done before. I don't know what that might look like for you. It could be rock climbing, painting, getting a massage, reading in the park, petting your dog, um, having a glass of wine and a cheese board, who knows? And what's really interesting is if you start trying out all these self-care things and you have this sub in list, those things that you're experimenting with, I suppose, might actually even make it to your non-negotiable list or a wants list eventually. It's a, it's a cool way to, I think, explore time with yourself just to do different things that take you out of what you're doing, but also to like make sure you're, you're prioritizing and you have a plan for when you need to really up that self-care. Because I know that's something that a lot of you struggle with. It's something I've personally struggled with myself in the past. And if we go through our weeks without making time for ourselves or creating that space, it's just a one-way ticket to burnout. And I don't want that for any of you. It's the complete opposite of what we are trying to do in our goal to achieve balance. And so have that sub in list, experiment with it, have fun with it and make that time for yourself. You may even time block in a sub in list activity once a week, who knows? All right, the very last tip, the fifth tip is all about awareness. It goes hand in hand with reflecting, but it takes it really to a deeper level. This is about bringing awareness to isolated activities and events. So we're not necessarily reflecting on the week at large. It's more, how do you actually feel after doing something? So this relates particularly to our priority list. So the reason that this is so important is because we're constantly growing and changing. What serves you or fills your cup or grounds you today may not be what does that in one year from now. The only way you're going to know if something is still serving us is to notice how we feel after doing it. Sometimes we take way too long to shake a habit that's no longer serving us, maybe an environment or a friendship circle, because we become so programmed and routine in doing that thing that we actually hardly stop to ask if it is something we enjoy anymore or if it's actually serving us. So in bringing that awareness to isolated activities and events on an ongoing basis as something you're intentionally doing, will give you the capacity to test and try new priorities, self-care activities or things on your sub-in list or maybe even non-negotiables. It will give you a signal of when it's time to pull back on doing something or even a sign to do more of it. So say you feel 
really, really good after doing something. You know, when you see those friends and your heart just feels so full after seeing someone or doing something, we want to jam in more of those moments. Those are cup filling soul moments. And we want less of those moments where we feel even apprehensive or nervous before doing it or just really low energy after. So being aware and just making a mental note or physical note in your diary or your phone notes will help you keep tabs on whether how you've been spending your time basically is a good use or not. So if you feel drained after spending heaps of time on social media, then you should think about if that's a good use of your time. On the other hand, if you're binge watching Netflix and it makes you feel really relaxed on a Wednesday after work and you feel guilt-free when doing it, then that's great. That's something that you need to maybe chill out and unwind. It's just important to really notice these things. And it could even be that in moments of like super high stress or pressure, like you've had a really busy week at work, some things just don't work for us at that moment in time. And we need to avoid them when normally they could be a good thing. So that could potentially be having a drink with some mates. Generally speaking, that might be something you really enjoy. It helps you unwind. But if you're already super stressed, alcohol as a stimulant, lay it onto your stress may actually not work well for you at all. So when we become aware, when we're taking note of how we're feeling before and after doing things, and then also considering what else is going on in our lives, you'll be so much more empowered to shift and change your routine as you need to. You'll know in moments of stress what to avoid or maybe what you need more of or less of. And you've just got to be patient with yourself because as you reflect and take note over time, you'll start to get the hang of it. But as we know, we grow and change so, so much. And so this is not going to be like a one formula you work out and you're sweet for the rest of your life. You have to be prepared to grow with your routine, to grow with your balance and just try out new things. So those are my five tips on how to make more time for the things you love. I think when you truly sit with an analytical approach to your time, even if it feels a little bit, mind the pun, time consuming at the beginning, I promise you, you will have more time than you think. You need to get clear on what you want to spend that additional time on and be open to adjusting it as your life moves forward, changes, or just comes across hurdles. Test and try new things to ground you and be very critical and aware of how time spent doing things or being with people even makes you feel because you deserve nothing less than to reclaim your time and spend it how you like. I know if you got something out of this episode, you will at least have one or two friends who would also love to hear this and need to make a little bit more time maybe for you or for their lives in general. So send it to them now. Knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. Spread the love and I'll see you all next week for another week of balance.